Welcome to the Melanin Talk podcast. If you enjoy what you hear today, be sure to send us a message, um, an email. You can visit our website, melanintot.com, or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash melanintot. Well, let's dive in to what we have today. Thanks for tuning in to Melanin Tot. So I want to talk to you guys today about kind of a heavy topic. Um, I want to talk to you about race and how I talk to my kids about race. So in this country right now, it seems like there is a lot of racial tension. Um, And I think that it's kind of a good thing. Um, And let me explain. It seems like now a lot of people are willing to have conversations. Um, I've learned that there's a lot of history that people just don't know about. Like a lot of people, unless they um, have been taught this history, do not know about redlining and the effect that it has had on our country and certain demographics. Um, People don't know... Uh, about um, Tulsa, Oklahoma's Black Wall Street. People don't know about, um, you know, chain gangs and how they were um, staffed in the beginning. And so, and I say staffed because I just can't think of another word for people being forced to be a part of them. And so, there's just so much that people don't know. And because people weren't taught these things, um, black, white, Hispanic people, all kinds of people don't know this information. Because this information was not um, taught in schools, a lot of people find it unbelievable until they look it up for themselves. So um, how do I teach my children history without making them feel um, other. So let me give you um, a little bit of background on me. So I went to public school. I grew up in public school in Southern California. Um, Both my parents worked. They worked so hard for us to take care of me and my siblings. I am the oldest of five. And Yeah, I I went to public school. I think I went to private school for maybe one year because it was across the street from my mom's job. But, um, and she wanted us close. But for most of my experience, I I was in a public school. And I was almost always the only black kid in my classes. I remember, um, going as, I had to be like in the first or second grade and I went to see Peter Pan. And I was so amazed because Peter, who is a male character, was played by a woman. And our school was going to do the play Peter Pan. I was so excited after uh, the production, we went back to the school and we talked about who was gonna play which parts in my class. And I remember saying, you know, I wanna be Peter. Who doesn't want to be the main lead character? And my teacher said, you can't be Peter because Peter is a boy. And so 
I, you know, was a little sad about it, but I, I said, okay, you know, I left it alone. I, I didn't cause a fuss about it or anything, but I was really sad, really disappointed. Um, later on, as the production goes on, Peter Pan is cast and my teacher does not cast a boy to play Peter. She cast a white girl and I was crushed because I didn't even get a chance to audition for the part because she told me it was because I wasn't a boy. And here this other little girl gets to play the part of Peter Pan. So this was the first time um, I was just a child. This was the first time where I really thought maybe some, maybe it's my, the way I look. Maybe it's my skin. Maybe it's you know, maybe my teacher doesn't like me because I look different than her. That's the only thing I could think of because I was the only one different in class. I spoke the same language as everyone else. You know, I was, in, I was um, a part of the same economic background as everyone else. We came from the same neighborhoods. So the only thing that was different was the color of our skin and I was crushed. And as you can tell, you know, it stuck with me all these years. Okay, well, I say that to segue into um, how I teach my kids about race. My children have an advantage in that they never have to worry about their race being a factor in their lives. And, and I take that back. I won't say they never have to worry, but as of right now, race is not a factor in their lives. Um, they are not a part of social circles where they are the minority. Um, either it's a really mixed group with various minorities represented or they are around people that look like them. And so their comprehension of race is very different than mine and I love it. I love it so much. But things happen as they gain information. So uh, on Memorial Day weekend, uh, SJ was watching American Girl Story Melody, and um, American Girl does a really good job of providing historically accurate data um, in an entertaining way that um, is not too heavy for kids. So I let my daughter watch it, and I did not know that they were going to discuss the um, bombing that occurred in the church in Alabama where the four little girls were killed that really spurred on the civil rights movement. So my daughter is watching this and she is crushed. I mean, she, does, she has no idea. She has no idea um, what is going on. I mean, she knows some about um, African-American history, but she does not know in depth uh, African-American history and um, slavery and the civil rights movement. And that is by intention. I did not want my children's first exposure to um, any culture, especially our culture, to be that of bondage and fighting for freedom. Um, so 
when we focus on history, we talk, we do a lot of biographies and we do talk about things like they were the first um, African-American astronaut or the first African-American pilot or scientist or president or whatever. But to my kids, the, that's the same as being the first white scientist or first Asian scientist or the first female scientist. They don't have a, a measure to measure those things against. Um, they do know that slavery existed, but kind of in a passing way. Not, not so much in a way that it was whites against blacks. Um, they see it more as people against people. So, SJ seeing this movie, this was the first um, time I think that she's seen and understood that there was a, and, and I don't think she realizes that it still goes on now, but that there was a racial divide between blacks and whites in the country. And so she sees this and she's crushed. And her first response is to take her white doll and take her to the trash. So I'm in the kitchen as she storms through the house and goes out the back door with this doll in her hand. Now, normally, um, I wouldn't say anything. I mean, the, the doll's been through some things and she probably needs to, you know, be passed on to the recycling bin. But it was the, the, the way my daughter held herself. It, it just didn't seem like this was her discarding a worn down toy. It seemed like there was some um, anguish behind her action. And so I stopped her and I said, baby, what are you doing? What are you doing with that doll? And she said, I'm throwing her away. And I said, why? And she said, because she's white American and I'm black American. And they killed those girls. And I paused because I wanted to honor her feelings in that moment. I mean, this is, this is the moment, right? The moment where she realizes that somebody was hurt because of the color of their skin. But this is also the moment that I get to teach her that somebody's skin color does not define them. And these are the moments that we have to seize as parents. I mean, these are like, we get to create these aha moments for our, our children. And the advantage that we have for those of us that homeschool is we get to see these aha moments pretty frequently and we can even create them ourselves. So I tell her, you're not throwing away that doll. Let me explain something to you. I know that that happened, but that was not all white people. Though that was not all white Americans. That was a white American who hurt those girls. And I know that movie shows a lot of angry white American people hurting innocent black American people. But here's the thing, there were also some white American people that were helping black Americans fight, that were helping black Americans get justice and peace and freedom. And you have white American people that love you very, very much and that you love 
very much. So that's not fair to look at that one incident and to judge all the people in the world that look like that. And she just gave me a hug and with tears in her eyes, just explained to me that she just didn't understand that those girls were just playing and they were at church and why would somebody do that? And that's so mean. And it really weighed on her so much to the point that when we prayed, um, when we did our Memorial Day prayer before dinner as a family, um, she, even though it's a time to honor our soldiers, she prayed for those girls, for those four girls in Alabama that were killed in a church that if they were, uh, if they were alive today would be old enough to be, you know, her grandmother. And her heart was broken. And it was a sad moment, but it was a beautiful one because I was able to help shape her narrative and how she sees race and how she sees people. And I'm sure this will come up again in her life and in our, our um, education as we get more in depth as she gets older. But it was really um, cool to see the advantage of her not being isolated. I mean, she doesn't have to bear this weight alone and she can speak freely about it. My first um, response at her age would have been fear. I, I would wonder things like, are these people in my class, do they feel the same way that that person did that hurt those girls? And that's heavy. That's heavy for a six-year-old. But you know, kids all over the U.S. are facing these issues every single day. Little brown kids are looking around their classes and wondering if they're safe. And nowadays, with you know, the increase in school shootings, kids in general are sitting in classrooms looking around and wondering if they're safe. And that makes for a really tough learning environment. And it makes it, I think, a little more difficult to form a strong sense of self. But my kids are being raised in an environment where they are the teacher's favorite. And my objective is to strengthen them, their, their sense of self, their sense of community, and their sense of global responsibility. I hope you enjoyed today's topic. Be sure to like, share, and follow. We're on Facebook, Melanin Tot, Instagram, Melanin Tot, um, Twitter, Melanin Tot, and of course, melanintot.com. Be blessed.